It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. The Kansas City Chiefs are ready to go for training camp with their full complement of players. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogan Alex, and your host over at RGR Football. And we have a lot to talk about today. A big informational piece. We got to hear from Chris Jones. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit coming up later on the show. But some other pieces of news that were mixed in with the Jones conversation included the fact that the Chiefs have actually gotten agreements done with their entire draft class. This is well and ahead of anybody else in the NFL. You're starting to hear bits and pieces trickle out into the media that uh, X player here has has signed an agreement or gotten to one and it's hit or miss at the very best and quite frankly a very low volume of it but the Chiefs have pulled it off and gotten their entire draft class to an agreement. That's significant because while they are going to sign them out as part of this process of coming into camp and getting ready to uh, actually start participating. The rookies reported today on Monday and will be taking tests, uh, may still be at the time that we're recording this. And that's significant because they got enough done, and we're going to talk about what the league has done today, to get them there so that they can start signing contracts. And the Chiefs have done this before, where a player actually doesn't release the fact that they've agreed to a contract until they actually come in and sign it. So this isn't really going to catch anyone off guard. The fact that they have all these guys coming in, the rookie group, they're going to sign them all at the same time, confirm tests, and move forward, that is a boon. And I put it out on Twitter because I I wanted to make this point, and I want to reiterate it here. This is beyond just average competition. This has been such an offseason, and we will touch on this coming up. But this particular space of the last couple of weeks, knowing what the hurdles were towards getting a team onto a practice field, getting ready for an upcoming season, this has been a long, long stretch. Brett Veach has gotten the Mahomes contract done, the Jones contract done, and then all the contracts for the draft class all at one time. The man is so far ahead of the rest of the league in terms of getting a championship team to come back together and be ready to play It really can't be compared to anybody else. He is playing 3D chess, like I said on Twitter, and the rest of the team is still shooting marbles. They got to come together and figure out what he's doing because at this point, the Chiefs have 20 of 22 starters back, including the best quarterback in the game and one of the top three pass rushing defensive tackles in the game. And he's done this all when both were looking for huge contracts, either an extension or a new deal off of a franchise tag. In an off season where no one's been able to practice, no one's been able to see each other in person, there's been zero interaction between individuals, either on the roster or the coaching staff or anywhere else. And Brett Veach has managed to build this team back from a Super Bowl champion to nearly everyone returning, plus adding new weapons. And he's made it look easy. Yes, has it been a little cloak and dagger? It certainly has. He has not put uh, a lot of it out there on the forefront of the media and letting things slip. It's all coming here in these last couple of weeks as they really spool up to be ready to act as though 
it, we're almost a normal year. There's a lot that's going to go into trying to make it a normal year, and that's going to be important uh, here in the next couple of days. We're going to see the rest of this week until returning players are going to report next week, and we're going to see what this process becomes. So in a couple of minutes, we're going to take a look at what we learned from Chris Jones and Andy Reid and Brett Veach today, and then we're going to take a look at what the league is doing as well. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chiefs held press conferences today on Monday to go over the Jones contract. Let us hear from Chris Jones himself, uh, who looks to still be training somewhere nice and sunny, and that's okay. He's got a bit of time. We'll talk in the next segment about what the timeline is and how the testing and reporting and all that's going to go. But Chris looks healthy. Uh, and they, we heard from Andy Reid as well as Brett Veach and where everything is at as of today, which was a monumental day for the NFLPA and the NFL to come together and get a plan for how they're going to move forward and attempt to put on the 2020 season. We'll get to that in the next segment. But for Chris Jones in particular, a lot of little things were definitely evident about where he is right now. Um, and first and foremost, literally, he seems to be somewhere sunny. I don't think he gave away his actual location, but he's training in warm weather. And quite frankly, from the way that he looked, he looks lean and he looks in uh, shape that he should be able to be even more explosive. I am guessing that that is something that not only the, the lingering lower body injuries from last year, both the calf and a little bit of a tweak on the knee, those are going to wear on him a little bit. So I'm sure he's been rehabbing, strengthening those quite a bit uh, with his training group down uh, in his facility. And that's great. But it also means that he looks to be like he's more athletic, that he is in better shape cardiovascularly. Uh, looks like he dropped a few pounds to me from what I remember seeing uh, him in the past. And I think that's probably a good thing, too. I am looking for this team to move to more of a mush rush kind of front here in 2020, especially given uh, that teams haven't had the preparation to defend them. Uh, offensive lines are probably pretty nervous about how the Chiefs are going to move around their defensive front four and get things done. And being able to put Chris outside was something that Brett Veach specifically mentioned in his presser today, that that gives them ability that is they feel he can excel at defensive end as well. And this all harkens back not only to what Brett Veach saw uh, when Chris Jones was drafted or uh, when Colin Saunders was drafted or bringing in Taco Charlton, all of which have contributed to this front four that is overly athletic and able to move around in a way I think that is exactly what they're looking for. But this specifically goes back to Steve Spagnolo because this is the concept of having the overly long in terms specifically of arm length, but overall height as well, and the specifically athletic defensive front four. Spags wants to get as much of the pass rush work done with his front four as he possibly can to the effect of everything else. If they can get home with four or at least at the very minimum affect the quarterback, move him off of a spot, they want to do that with four. And I think Chris Jones illustrates just how in their minds 
they are looking for that, a guy that can play inside a tackle and move outside to end. That gives them a little more leeway at who they can put inside at times. It makes them less predictable across the front and lets them move pieces around. We saw Frank Clark rush from the inside sometimes last season as well. And I think just the ability of having those two, which Chris Jones spoke about, how quickly the relationship developed between he and Frank Clark once Frank was brought onto this team. And we all understand that having a big-time free agent come in, uh, technically it was a trade, but a guy who hadn't been on the roster come in and get that fresh $100 million contract, that could be a thorn in the side for a lot of players, a sticking point that bogs them down and keeps them from really reaching their potential, reaching their performance thresholds. And while I'm sure that was in the back of his mind, we saw no drop-off when Chris was on the field. Now, he missed more games in 2019 than he had previously, so his totals took a little bit of a hit as well. But by and large, uh, sacks are not terribly a consistent stat, even for the elite pass rushers. So there is a little bit more of a fluctuation year to year in that. So I don't count what we saw from Chris, uh, nine-plus sacks in 2019 versus the 15 in 2008, but he played three less games, and I think that's significant, and I think you can see that fluctuation in there. I think that this makes them better, and I think that clearly putting that aside and the the thorn of that contract, they were able to come uh, to quite a good relationship, according to Chris Jones today, and that he and Frank are in a very good place, and that animosity is gone. Certainly now, after signing this big contract, I would think that any of the dollars and cents animosity should be gone, and then get back to where I feel he was very focused and brought his comments back to multiple times in trying to get back to work and get down to the prospect of repeating and continuing to be a force, not just in the AFC, but across the NFL. And I think that's a great sign for what the Chiefs want to see. But it also helps the younger generation. It helps guys like Colin Saunders, who needs to take a step forward and needs to be able to be a guy much like Chris is, that can play in at the three-tech and move out to end when they need him, something he did at college, and I do anticipate he'll be able to do at this level. But it also makes things a little bit clearer about just how in sync both the offense and the defense are. I think there are a couple of little nuggets that Chris threw out there that maybe you hadn't heard before. One is that he felt that some of his comments on Twitter had been taken out of proportion um, and that I think it was probably a calculated thing to get people interested in where he was and what was happening with his contract. But he says that it, it took people down the wrong path, and that's fine. Uh, it clearly is something that he wants to stir up feelings and he wants to get uh, the fan base re-excited for 2020, despite all of the confusion and the question marks about how it's going to move forward. And then the big one to me was clearly that the offense is willing to help the defense as much as possible and in return. And nothing was more clear than the fact, and this goes back to the quality of Patrick Mahomes and and his foresight in the big picture, but uh, the quote from Chris Jones about how this happened was, quote, when Pat's deal got done, Pat texted me and said, let's get this thing done. I left some on the table. Let's get this thing done, end quote. And that's significant. Um, Chris says that's when he realized that I had the security from the Chiefs and the ability for them to get something worked out. And it was thanks to the quarterback understanding the big picture and helping leave economically something that can help them get to the goal of getting Chris under contract 
and get Chris's goal and Patrick's goal of getting back to a Super Bowl and winning another one. They all go hand in hand. I thought there were a lot of, of pieces that really fell into place when you hear from Chris Jones's perspective. Obviously, he's not the guy doing the negotiation. That's what he has representation for. But I think he, he came together and particularly it seems to all be roses between him and his coach and his GM. A lot of happy smiles on that conference call today. And they're all going to be together here soon as they start to push forward into the 2020 season that has technically for the Chiefs as of Monday already begun. In a minute, we'll go into some of those details and what it's going to look like. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chiefs are among the two teams, uh, them and the Texans, because of the schedule and playing that opening game of the regular season that were allowed to report a couple days early ahead of the rest of the league. And that specifically was for the rookies. They started to trickle in on Monday, and we got some details as to what that process is. Uh, you can check the Twitter timeline at Ryan Tracy NFL if you want to see the specifics. There are a lot of sources and a lot of things going on, so we have a lot to cover. But it comes down to this. They're going to be doing a lot of testing. The Chiefs rookies are going to report, take their test. And as Andy Reid pointed out, they have to take an initial test and come back negative. They're going to take a second test. They want back-to-back tests with negative results in the first few days. If and when they get those, then they'll proceed with the physicals and move on towards getting that step closer to where they can actually get on the field and start to prepare for the season. That's the very first hurdle. And And the rookies are a couple of days ahead. The rest of the team will follow this same protocol when they come in in a week's time. But that is significant, something that we haven't heard from the national media. And I haven't been able to confirm whether it's just the Chiefs or if everyone's doing that. But the back-to-back test is them being overly cautious and trying to give yourself a window of a couple of days that you can verify nothing's changed. And so, again, that's another precaution that this team is taking in trying to move forward. Now, they have found that the NFL has partnered with a national lab to do the testing, and more importantly, I think, in taking the samples. So this isn't going to be a situation where Rick Burkholder and the training staff, maybe they were thinking of expanding or or you thought you were going to have athletic trainers trying to take nasal swabs, and these swabs are an invasive test. This is not uh, a ring around a nostril kind of thing. This is very significantly getting into the higher end of the nasal passage It is quite painful from what I've been told. I have not had one, but everyone that I know that has, has told me the same thing, that it is very uncomfortable bordering on pain, depending on who's administering it. And so I think it's significant that it's not just that they have partnered with a lab uh, to generate the results. It's also about the collection, because that puts quite a burden on the franchises of how to go about getting those samples. And it's the protocol that's going to be even trickier. There's a designated area at Arrowhead where players will be tested, where those nasal swabs will be taken 
and the samples generated, carted off to the National Laboratory. Uh, it isn't national. There's locations all over the place. It is Bioreference Labs, um, which is one of the leaders in the industry of non-hospital-based laboratories. And then they will be processed there. Uh, and the idea is, the proclamation is to have it be returned in 24 hours. So you can see, again, why having back-to-back tests would make uh, the team feel a little bit better about how safe they are in terms of exposure. That particular spot where they're going to do the testing is not going to be at the headquarters. It's going to be at Arrowhead Stadium itself. For those of you who've, who've been through the parking lots and you know where the Chiefs headquarters is in relation to the stadium, you know that the Chiefs are in a very good position to have all their facilities in relatively short order, very close to be able to use them. Andy Reid spoke to that as well, saying that they're going to use and take advantage of the facilities at Arrowhead in order to keep players distant. My guess is what that means. We don't have the specific details, but it stands to reason that that means using either meeting rooms, uh, suites, any kind of facilities where you can keep players separate. Offense on one side of the stadium and defense on the other. That's going to be significant that you are going to be able to separate them, uh, especially teams that normally practice against each other. This is the early going, so there's not going to be physical practices. We'll get to that in a second. But I think also because you have so much space at the stadium in terms of meeting space, you're able to keep the position groups well-spaced apart. Playing the same position is one of the higher exposure points, so you can't terribly get away from that. But being able to keep the DBs separated from the D-line is another step in keeping cross-contamination from happening. If somebody does get sick, whether they're following all the protocols, right now they're not going to be in a bubble, so they'll have exposure from uh, folks coming home and that kind of thing. It works both ways, and there are concerns on both ends. But there is a possibility where you could get a D lineman who, who catches uh, the virus from someone else or from being in public or, you know, uh, just being exposed in general. Um, and if they come in and you're not having full defensive meetings and you're just having D line meetings that day, you're keeping that group that is exposed to him smaller. And so that compartmentalization keeps your ability to track and hopefully sustain some infection. I don't think there's going to be teams that can continue without zero infection through this season. But I think that gives them a leg up. It also helps that the team is very much going to follow what the NFL has laid out. And they reached agreements with the NFLPA on Monday. And those are very specific and very much tied to player safety. Uh, A number of statements were put out. And I'm going to read the NFLPA's statement because I think it's important to their perspective and what they got done in making some Uh, agreements here and quote, our union has been pushing for the strongest testing, tracing and treatment protocols to keep our players safe. The testing protocols we agreed to are one critical factor that will help us return to work safely and give us the best chance to play and finish the season. End quote. I think that's very key is they are concerned up front, but they're also looking at the long term at, at not having to get in a situation where you might possibly have to stop the season. And so what that means is right now the protocol will be daily testing once the training cycle begins for two weeks. Now, the rookies start obviously today with their first test. Veterans won't report until next week and they will start from their first test. So we're talking about 14 days. Then Andy says that they're going to hold about 10 days worth of practices 
uh, and I think I said a couple of days off that are going to count in the continual process. After the first two weeks, if they're finding a 5% transmission rate or lower, they're going to then reduce the testing volume to every other day rather than every day. So you can see that they're going to give it an initial go, try to get a handle on where they are right now, and then they'll step it back as long as it's appropriate and they feel that it's it's safe to move forward. And I think that's a, a graduated approach, and I think that's that's smart for both sides. I think that allows them to make sure that they have their bases covered. They're going to be doing basic checks every day. And that is, even before you come in and take a test on a given day, you're going to be asked a couple of questions. Your temperature will be taken if you're a player, a coach, or a support staff that is in the tiers that are inside the building and actually working with the athletes. So there will be athletic trainers. There will be equipment people. Uh, All those will be tested for and, and verified verbally uh, in asking about if they've lost their taste of uh, taste or smell, if they've got any shortness of breath or throat, et cetera. Obviously, the temperatures are a check that we've seen nationwide are pretty prevalent. And they've even gotten to the specifics of, uh, have you asked a fever? We saw this in the memo that came out late on Monday. Have you had a fever over 100.4? I mean, this is getting down to very minute details. And it feels like it's about as thorough as I could have expected for them to continue to try to do. We saw some other late memos later in the day uh, outlining the testing about the tiers as they go through, tier one, two, and three, uh, and about pre-entry into a testing schedule about how they're going to do day one is a COVID test, day two is not, day three is not, and then there's a repeat test on day four. And then the daily testing begins, and they enter that span of 14 days. So this right now looks to be I think very thorough and it looks like the NFL was able to come to agreement with the NFLPA that satisfies the players concerns about the testing protocols. And we haven't heard any fallout at this point about any backlash. So it seems like this agreement has been reached in able to keep everyone moving forward in a way that they feel safe and productive from. We're going to see if this has to be augmented at all or if anything pops up. It'll be interesting to see right now the NBA is being pretty successful with their testing and the way that they're going about it. Hopefully the NFL is able to replicate that and move towards actually practicing in a a fashion that looks almost normal. And yes, we won't see all the testing and all the things that go into this, but it's very much hopeful. And the NFL appears to be uh, on that path to be on a chance of getting everything to come off as they expect. Let's cross our fingers. We will have more about this and more about Brett Veach coming up tomorrow. And we'll update you as any of these specific protocols change so that you understand what the players are going through just to be able to get to practice and try to give us games on a field. We appreciate all your time. Make sure you leave those iTunes reviews. We love to get those. The five stars really help us, and that is much appreciated. Thanks for listening to us today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.